Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. News, information, comment, all kinds of stuff. Stay tuned. Good one today. Well, we've been off the road for a while, but excited. Getting back in the action. Less than a month here. Going to be down in Niceville, Florida. I wonder if those people are nice. Going to be flying into Fort Walton Beach. Looking forward to that. Then we fly out of there and go to Bristol, Tennessee. Oh, wait a minute. No, I forgot. It's Bluff City. Now, they're in Bluff City. Really nice little place. And that studio is, well, that's another story for another day. So we'll be there for the share 2023 share Looking forward to that. Going to be with Mark Ferguson up there in Kingsport. This Christian school. He wants me to talk to those kids. Looking forward to it. Then we're going to be in uh, Elizabethan, Tennessee. Nathan Jennings, Grady Holder and the team. First Freewell Baptist Church the following Sunday. Then they're going to let us come home for a few days. Then we drive right back down and get out to Boone's Creek Bible Church. Pastor Dale Cunningham and the team there giving us another opportunity to minister through Southwest Radio Church. Oh, that's going to be a great time the first week of March Oh, lots of great things happening, my friend. Continue to pray for us. Pray for the ministry. We're still trying to wrap up. We've just been buried with things, but trying to wrap up our book on Invisible War and the Saints. We're excited to say that through Greg Patton Ministries, you can get The Great Deceiver. That's the book by Dr. Ken Copley, my colleague, and it just arrived at our offices. The Great Deceiver, Dr. Ken Copley. So, so many things happened. By the way, he and I are going to do an extensive question and answer period down at Boone's Creek about the spirit world and what we have experienced in these many decades. Keep praying for us, my friend. I know that you are, and I think I love you. What in the world is going on? Shooting here, shooting, shootings everywhere. Just happened in Monterey, California, largest Asian community in the United States. 11 killed, one more added, at least uh, another dozen injured. And the oldest shooter ever in one of these mass shootings, 72-year-old Asian man, took his own life. But wait, California has become the killing field. Half Moon Bay, California. A gunman killed seven people in two different locations there yesterday shaking a state that's still mourning from the other shooting. The police arrested Zeo Chinili, age 67, in connection with the shootings after he was found in a car in a parking lot in San Mateo County. He was taken into custody without incident and was fully cooperating. My, oh my. It's the new America, a flood of evil. How do you figure who the next mass shooter is? One man, 72, the other, 67. What in the world is going on? That same thought, what in the world's going on? Everybody's asking that about the White House press secretary. I mean, in her head, the lights are on, but no one home. White House press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, this poor gal, She faced another major setback on social media after claiming that House Republicans want to raise gas prices. Jean-Pierre began the press conference by immediately accusing the GOP, who now hold a slim majority in the House, of planning to raise gas prices through their latest bill. As many of you are tracking this week, House Republicans are going to vote to raise gas prices, she said. The contrast in priorities could not be more stark. 
But the president spent the last two years, as you know, doing everything he could to bring down gas prices, including, she didn't say this, shutting down a major pipeline his first day in office. Oh, she's getting hammered. She did not just say this, did she? They're saying this poor woman needs help. And come on now, let's have a reality check. Nearly everyone associated with Biden needs help. Quick, jump off the ship. This baby's sinking. Good grief, Charlie Brown. And here it is, the $64,000 question, at least 64000 After yet another discovery, another discovery of classified documents at mail-in President Joe Biden's private Delaware home, Senate Democrats made it clear on Sunday that Biden can no longer hide out. That's basically what they're saying. And he can no longer continue to make excuses for this scandal. On Saturday, the White House announced another set of classified material improperly found in Biden's possession, again found at his Wilmington, Delaware home. The Justice Department had conducted a consent search. The White House claimed the administration requested that. Sure, it discovered more classified material, some dating back to the days of the Senate with Biden. Let's be honest about it. When that information is found, it diminishes the statue of any person that has the possession of them. It's not supposed to happen. That's what one Democrat said. Whether it was the fault of a staffer or an attorney or whoever, it makes no difference whatsoever. The elected official bears ultimate responsibility. There you go, Joe. It's a sign of the times. Get used to it. This is in Britain, but uh, coming to America, oh, it's already here, a British Army veteran, Army veteran confronted by police officers for standing silently near an abortion clinic over there in England. The man's apparent crime, well, he was silently praying for his murdered son. Adam Smith Connor of Southampton is the second Briton in recent months to have been arrested, not for speech, not for action, but for prayer, silent prayer at that for the thoughts that were going on in his head. Are these people out of their minds? Is demons roaring? Is Satan in charge? You know the answer to that. Smith Gunner told the Alliance Defending Freedom there in the UK, a faith-based freedom advocacy group, that 22 years ago, I drove an ex-girlfriend to a facility where I paid to have her murder our baby. Many years now, I've come to realize that what I had done, and it was awful, and it's been a source of great grief to me all of my life, I now pray for my son. Pray to Almighty God for forgiveness. Wow. Well, I guess it's been a few weeks ago I shared this on Hello World about M&Ms doing that uh, all-female version of M&Ms. A new special edition packaging there. That's what, It didn't last long. It only took a couple of weeks after the chocolate candy brand announced the all-female version would hit the shelves. The parent company, Mars, has decided to put that thing on hold. On January the 5th, M&M's made the announcement of the all-female packaging, announced updates on the iconic uh, spokes candies that have uh, appeared in commercials for years. For the new-look female spokes candies, green and brown, were redesigned to tone down their femininity. Green wore sneakers instead of white go-go boots, and brown wore heels that were lower and more squared compared with the high. 
We're talking about candies, selling candies, and what? <laughs> oh, M&M's even gave hints the two characters were in a lesbian relationship. And where is this going? The brand had also announced a purple version, a new female spokes candy designed to promote inclusivity. What in the world? Just sell the candy. I like M&M's, the nut version. <laughs> that should tell you something about me. <laughs> this is, I don't get it. I want to touch on this story briefly. We're going to do something in length about uh, people. New edition of Hello World with our absence from the microphone. This is going to be a good one. Tony Dungy is one of my favorite. Here is an example of what we're going to, we're going to lengthen this later. By all accounts, Tony Dungy, former Colts NFL coach, just one of the nicest people in the sports world, the nicest person wherever, if not one of the nicest people on the entire planet, Tony Dungy. How nice is he? He's so nice that even a column castigating him for a recent controversial tweet called him a really nice guy. The first black coach to win a Super Bowl. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2016. We could go on and talk about all the wonderful things he has done in football, but he's equally known and beloved for what he's done off the field. Dungy and his wife, Lauren, to whom he's been married 40 years, have 11 children and have fostered more than 100 kids. The Dungy's made a decision somewhere along the line to never say no when a child needed a home. They also have a foundation and... My goodness, he co-founded the All-Pro Dad, and so it's a little surprising. Well, I guess it's not surprising. But the lefty, loony, demon-led media and guys like Keith Oberman talk about somebody who needs Jesus. This heathen guy said Dungey should be fired for doing something that was completely consistent with his faith. Oberman is a professional provocateur and savages conservatives as part of his demonic brand on TV. But it was somewhat surprising that so many others were quick to conclude that being a conservative Christian made you a right-wing zealot. Following me so far? My goodness. Religious conservatives are called that by so many over the, the lefty loonies. Somehow, he should be disqualified for being a network commentator now, especially since his faith is so prominent. And the thing that's so surprising here is the NFL, faith is so prominent now. All the football players and many coaches talking about their relationship to Christ. As the Reverend Derwin Gray, a former NFL player, wrote recently, faith, especially the Christian faith, is really vibrant in the NFL. Some of the godliest people I've ever encountered are my former NFL teammates. Even after Dungy deleted his tweet about gender identification, that's where it all started, and apologized, he was still criticized as being insincere. What do you think? Do we need to apologize for what the Bible says? My goodness. He's a she, she's a he, and it's all demonic. We'll have more on a future program all about Tony Dungy and this nonsense. Well, for some reason, I was thinking today about a couple of vehicles I purchased from a Muslim out here in Harlan, Indiana, in days gone by, and some of the discussions we had, and things that he said that were so wrong. One of my favorites in the church, Matt Swartz, uh, he and I 
witnesses tried to get him saved, and he was cordial. Boy, he was so wrong. Like we're all God's children, truth, truth. Oh, we're all God's creation, all right, but we're not all his children, John 1, 12. Everyone goes to heaven, eh? Truth, more people go to hell than go to heaven. Read Matthew chapter 7, especially verse 13 and 14. And number three, many ways to God. He kept using that excuse how people come from all over the tri-states to his little used car lot there in Harlan, Indiana. Many ways to his used car lot. So that's the way it is to heaven. Truth. The Bible says Jesus is the only way for anyone to get to heaven be saved. John 14, 6, Acts 4, 12. But then you knew this already, didn't you? Wasn't it just yesterday I talked about the guy who got his McDonald's bag and found not hamburger and fries, but $5,000 in cold cash and walked right back into McDonald's and I believe this is yours. What a guy. What a guy. Did you hear about this story? I'm sure you did. This woman, I guess, was taking care of her mother's affairs after she passed away and gave a lot of things to Goodwill. One of them was a mixer in a box. And uh, for whatever reason, Goodwill didn't check on it, I guess. They just set it up on the shelf, put a price on it. Some gentleman, he looked like he was maybe Vietnamese, purchased that, went home, and boy, inside were foil wraps. And inside the wraps, hundreds and hundreds, actually $40,000. What? Now, my Christian friend, you went to Goodwill, you paid fair and square for the... <laughs> what would you do? Yeah, I, I, I paused, got to tell you. This guy said if it happened today, he would do it all over again because it's the right thing to do. And then, I don't know what the figure, 40000 but as I looked over and Googled this today... $40,000 in a couch given to Salvation Army in another thrift store. $40,000 found in clothing. That's kind of ironic. Every time, $40,000? You'd be surprised how many are online like that. Each case that I'm reading about here, the people gave the money back. That's fascinating to me. And finally, who said that? The difference between humans and dogs is that dogs can't fake love. Little piece of advice, highly recommend. Surround yourself with people who make you hungry for life, for God, for Bible, for spiritual things. Those that touch your heart and nourish your soul, hang around those people. Where's my Bible? Life 101, right after this important message. It's coming. Have you volunteered? Talking about the Sherathon uh, on 91.5 WHCB. I can't wait to get there. Can't wait to be with you. Can't wait to talk to you on the radio. We go nonstop there. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, February 22nd, 23rd, 24th. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And we follow that up on Sunday at First Free Will Baptist Church in Elizabethan with Pastor Nathan Jennings and the team. Oh, going to be a great time in Bluff City, Tennessee. Have you volunteered? Are you ready to give as never been? That would be wonderful. I know I'm going to see some of you at those phones there, but give them a call. Say, I'd like to help out during Sharathon. Oh, we always need help.
Thank you in advance. Well, every now I got to stop, look, and listen. You know, I do a lot of counseling, even in family. There's trouble everywhere. We got to really take a good look at some things now and then, probably every day, to be real honest. So many things happening in today's world. You know, Charles Haddon Spurgeon said, hey, I know all the doctrine of the Bible, but unless I know Jesus Christ, there's not one of those doctrines that can save me. Well, that's certainly true. But I get looking at the world today and the news stories that I'm doing, it just seems like everything is out of control and life is unmanageable. Oh, yeah. And you know what? You've experienced that. Maybe you're experiencing it right now when life just seems to be out of control. Thankfully, during a particularly discouraging season in my life, a friend repeated this to me. Never forgot it. You shouldn't either. Remember always, God is in control. Remember always, God is in control. That statement became an anchor. When I discovered this powerful truth, if you have an unwavering conviction that the Lord Jesus Christ is indeed control of everything, then you'll have an awesome sense of strength and confidence and peace, and yes, even joy, no matter what you're facing in life. In Psalm 103, verse 19, the Bible says, The Lord's sovereignty rules over all. The word sovereign? Well, that refers to God's absolute control and authority over everything in the universe, my friend. This doesn't mean that he cares a whole lot whether I wear black socks or brown socks or argyle or whatever. Everything refers to all situations. Now, get this, affecting other people. How you doing? Many people think a sovereign, loving God wouldn't allow any violence in the world today, any tragedy in the world today, anything to go wrong in your world today. Since pain abounds, then God's not in control. That's the understanding. How ridiculous. Their thinking is erroneous. The world may sometimes seem chaotic, as when God permits illness and war and calamity. But even then, God is ultimately in control of everything. That's the Scripture's clear message. Consider a few examples of His sovereignty from just the book of Genesis. In creation, God, He designed our world without any raw materials and set into motion the laws that govern this world. Genesis 1.1 if he can create the universe out of nothing, my friend, why wouldn't he be able to control it? We have the fall of man. While God didn't desire it, he knew mankind would sin. Genesis 3, 6. However, before the creation of the world, he had already planned for Jesus to be sacrificed as our substitute. Revelation 13, 8. The Tower of Babel. God had told the people to spread out and populate the entire world. But no, they're not going to do that. They disobey, preferring to build a grandiose tower and a city to glorify themselves. He confounded their language, which halted this project pronto. Genesis 11, 1 through 9. They underestimated God's absolute rule over everything. And then the life of Joseph. Though he appeared to be a victim of circumstances for years, there was a divine purpose in all of that. Can you imagine what Joseph went through? We read there in Genesis 45, Joseph could no longer control himself before all of his attendants, and he cried out, Have everyone leave my presence. So there was no one with Joseph when he wept so loudly that the Egyptians heard him, and Pharaoh's household heard about it too. 
Joseph said to his brothers, I'm Joseph. Is my father still living? But his brothers were not able to answer him because they were terrified at his very presence. Isn't that something? Then Joseph said to his brothers, Come, come close to me. And when they had done so, he said, I'm your brother Joseph, the one that you sold into Egypt. Imagine a brother selling a brother. And now do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. For two years now there's been famine in the land, and for the next five there will be no plowing and reaping. But God sent me ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant on this earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. A time of weeping. Wow. I don't know. I just read that story, and I think, what a man Joseph was. His story, a wonderful illustration of how Almighty God, you better believe it, controls everything, even when evil seems to be winning at times. No, God is in charge. So the next time, my friend, that your life seems to be out of control, just remember, let me repeat it again, God is always in control. And now this. The question hung in the air there like a thick morning fog. There was just complete silence. Can you imagine? The small crowd around Jesus Christ looked stupefied, too scared or uncertain whether they should even speak. They didn't know what to say in response to the Lord's question. Who do you say that I am? Matthew sixteen fifteen. Then as though some invisible hand flipped a switch there, bringing him into perfect awareness, Simon Peter's head shot up. He looked Jesus in the eye and declared, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Peter hit the nail right on the head. Calling Jesus Christ and God's Son was a big deal in biblical times. Such a statement led to the death of many brave believers, as the Jewish and Roman soldiers persecuted Christians who were willing to take a stand for their faith. Even those who walked side by side with Jesus and excitedly took part in his ministry sometimes hesitated to call him Christ. It was a huge risk, so they sometimes, well, they remained silent while continuing to work for the kingdom. Is there a disparity between what you profess with your mouth and what you're doing for the kingdom? Jesus calls us to be complete in testimony and in deed. Think about that today. Well, as usual, excited for you today. We rejoice if this is your birthday, this is your anniversary, this is some special event. If trouble in health, finance, something unspoken, extra prayer for you today. I don't know you, but I don't have to. I'll pray for you. Maybe you've lost someone that you've dearly loved. Our heart goes out to you, lifting you up today. I know a little bit about that. I think it's important we continue to pray for one another on a regular basis. Well, I guess I've had my say for another day. You know what? I'm just going to go stand outside. So if anyone asks, I'm outstanding. (laughs) And you didn't know it, did you? Today is National Compliment Day. It isn't a real holiday, but it's an excuse to say something nice to someone today. Give it a shot. I got started early today. I saw the neighbor, and he looked really good. had a big smile. I said, wow, you're looking really good. Have you been flossing again? (laughs) 
Okay, it's National Compliment Day, and I want to compliment you for listening to a great radio program called Hello World. <laughs> oh, this isn't working. I gave it my best shot. However, join me on Facebook. Where are you? Greg, G-R-E-G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. I want to thank you for being a part of the program every day, Monday through Friday at this time. It's so good to have you here, my friend, you know. And that's the way it is for a Tuesday, January the 24th, 2023. I am Greg Patton. God bless. Have yourself a wonderful day.